The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show that's back from the morgue. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 64th birthday today. Happy birthday to Dennis Quaid. Oh, okay. Hmm. okay. Uh, He'd like yeah. to sell you some insurance. He is. He would. Uh, <laughs> um, he was He was in, of course, uh, the, uh, the documentary The Day After Tomorrow. <laughs> um, and sitting to my right, uh, the Bourbon Street to my French Quarter, our West African Pacific ah. Ishmael Johnson. If you guys think I sound bad now, mm. this is by far the best I've sounded for the past like week. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it's funny. Like we you both sounded pretty bad yesterday too, ish. Mm. Yeah, I was I was really bad yesterday. So, well, what's funny about that is for the, uh, those of you that don't know, me and Greg were both in New Orleans for this weekend, not for the not for the same thing, totally separately. Yeah, totally separately, and we both came back sick. Or you went to New Orleans. I sick. went to New Orleans sick and got sicker in New Orleans. And not for the reason that you normally get sick right. in New Orleans. Right. In fact, like, it's funny, Max. I, I know you're a big New Orleans guy. Yeah. It's your favorite city. It is. Um, Fantastic. I, I had I'd never been as an adult. Mm-hmm. And I, if I were to give it a grade, yeah. I would give it an incomplete. Because it, <laughs> it is not fair for me to judge it yeah. based on the, sta- the state that I yeah. went in. Because I didn't, yeah. I didn't get to go and truly enjoy because I was, just, I was not feeling good. I also think like it's a very different experience if you go with like a group of dudes yes. versus right. like, yeah, my group your was wife very mixed. or your girlfriend or like a more balanced group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the experience is much more different. Because like, if it's a group of dudes, it's getting out of hand. Because like, there's gonna, always going to be a couple that are just ready to rage. Right. Yeah, we had we had one in my group that was like that, and everybody else yeah. is just kind of like, all right, <laughs> he can he can he can we can put him over here. Yes, but uh, no, it was uh, I had a great time. I didn't get sick till the drive home actually, because uh, where I was staying, the AC it was either really hot in the the, the house we were staying, or you had the AC blasting because you were trying to get pumped the yeah. air throughout the house, and so I was in the really cold room, and so like when we were leaving, I just felt my throat getting. It is, and it is torn. by the way, stark when you live in Dallas yeah. and then you go to New Orleans and you're like, oh yeah, humidity. Right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was yeah. like seventy degrees, but felt like ninety five. Oh, tried to warn worst. you guys too because it did to that. To you're swimming. Yeah, oh, it's, it's human terrible. place. By the way, first four through the door: Daniel Agnew, Matt McSpadden, Terry Adams, and Tony Blaylock. Yeah. And anyone in the mentions already being like, "I don't like New Orleans. Someplace else is better." Lame. Go to hell. Lame. Um, it was. It was not my choice. Go to Frenchman Street, then come back and yes. tell me. Um, but it was. It was overall. Like I said, I have to give it an incomplete because yeah. it's, it's not fair for me to judge it. But the, I can see. I can certainly see the the elements oh yeah i just didn't get to enjoy them myself so it's not sure. it's not fair for me fair to enough sure today is tuesday april 9th 2019 233 days till thanksgiving episode 737 737 jeff fries ops in his illustrious texas rangers career on today's show 
we have a number of interesting topics. First and foremost, back half of the show, we are going to tell you a little bit about, we touched on it on Thursday, but I was in the grips of death, so we didn't necessarily get to expand <laughs> yet, on it as much as we are. should. That was last Thursday. <laughs> I, I got better. Okay. All right. uh, we're going to touch on the DCTF archives and w- this very cool new thing on TexasFootball.com for insiders and the cool things we have planned for it going forward. We're also going to announce the winner of the All-Star Inflatables Bracket Challenge, mm. uh, the Inflatable Run-Through Challenge. Uh, we have a winner. In fact, Max needs to tell me who the winner is, or you could just announce it. That's true. Uh, <laughs> do you want to do that first off the top? Uh, we can do that. Or we can do that last. Your, your call. We'll do it last. We'll do it last. Sure. So we'll make you we'll make you wait. Okay. But first and foremost, let's get into one topic that uh, I was thinking about last night. So last night, sadly, the Texas Tech Red Raiders fell short in the national championship, the NCAA basketball national championship game. Great game. Fantastic game. By the way, against popular uh, opinion heading in, everyone was not. No one was looking forward to like the actual style of this game because he had two yeah. defensive teams that were going at it. And it's like, oh, it's going to be forty-five to thirty. That was awesome. The over under was, was one hundred and fifteen, yeah. and it made sense. But yeah, the, the teams put up a great fight, and and I know this is probably not a popular opinion. That's not going to win me friends and influence people. But I I do think that Virginia was probably the better team. They're probably the best team in the country. They're probably the best season. team in the country. So Texas Tech. You know, nothing to hang their head about. Absolutely not. I was actually in New Orleans with a bunch of tech. My group was with a bunch of tech grads. Mm-hmm. And so we went to a sports bar on Saturday night, and that was ludicrous. They yeah. were they were absolutely going nuts That's awesome. for that game against Michigan State. So they, they fall short, but obviously it's an unbelievable accomplishment mm-hmm. just to make it to the mm-hmm. national championship yep. game. For Texas Tech, for a little old ding-dong Texas Tech, right? <laughs> Never even made a Final Four before, and then they make it to a title right. game and come go to overtime in a title game. Yeah. UTEP still claims the only uh, national that's, title in basketball in Texas. That's absolutely right. So, But it got me thinking, because there's a lot of talk around Chris Beard, mm-hmm. the outstanding head coach of the Texas Tech Red Raiders, and about how he kind of came out of nowhere. Yep. His head coaching before this was Angelo State. Is that right? He was uh, Little Rock. Little Rock. And then before that, Angelo State. And before that, McMurray. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a guy who has certainly climbed through the ranks. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who was a... Is it fair to say, because you're the basketball... You're the, the managing editor mm-hmm. of Dave Campbell's Texas Basketball. Is it fair to say that before he landed at Texas Tech, he was relatively from a national perspective an unknown sure no he was he's a guy who i mean as early i think it was 2012 he was at mcmurray mm-hmm. like just like that he was at a is mcmurray d3 i believe mm-hmm. um at a d3 school and then everywhere he's gone which uh if you haven't read the uh, carlos silva's feature for the magazine mm-hmm. uh, or texas basketball magazine head to texasbasketball.com fantastic story of how this kind of mercenary coach he'd never been anywhere Longer than two years, mm-hmm. and everywhere he went, he won instantly. Yeah, and so like, and so obviously when the tech job opened up, he had already accepted the UNLV job. UNLV was like, look, we uh, he had been an assistant under Bob Knight, and so UNLV was like, look, we know you want to go there, we know that you're not going to be happy here now that that job's open. So they let him go interview, accept the jo- uh, take took the job at Tech, and he and like. This mercenary coach now has a home, right? right? And now he can find. We can finally see what he's really made of because Little Rock is a good litmus test to how good of a coach he is. Before he got there, I believe Little Rock won 
17 and 13 games the two years prior. They won. They went 30 and five in his first season. Upset Purdue. Won the Sun Belt. Upset Purdue in the first round of the tournament. And then he uh, obviously got the tech job. Since then, Little Rock has not won more than 15 games. Wow. Like he was a one-year wonder. Um, one-year job there, incredible job. And same thing with uh, similar jobs with Angela and McMurray as well, where it's just like, oh, they're just winning now. Yeah. And he's it's it's insane, this guy. And he has uh, the number one uh, Tech's best ever recruit coming to campus next year in Jemias Ramsey from Duncanville. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, he's insane. It's really, really, he's, his story is really remarkable. And he's fairly, he's still fairly young too. Like, it's an incredible, incredible job. It, it really is. And, and so, but it got me thinking mm-hmm. as a football guy. Yeah. But who could be next here in the state of Texas? Who could be that unknown guy kind of speaking on a a broader scale Mm -hmm. that could end up being on a huge stage here pretty quickly? And I think that, you know, immediately the first guy that that kind of came to mind when when I thought about that was a guy like Seth Luttrell. That that whenever North Texas hired Seth Luttrell, Mm -hmm. I think that that was a lot of people's first, you know, maybe they knew, I think you would have to be kind of a, uh, a football nerd to be like, oh yeah, that's North Carolina's offensive coordinator. Right, 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 right. Like, oh yeah, I know him. Yeah. But this is a guy who, when he came to North Texas, you start digging into him and you go, okay, well this guy kind of knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the success he's had there is is already got him, you know, in talks with, you know, kind of linked to other bigger jobs. Mm-hmm. A guy who could be be uh, heading up there. But to me, there are three guys that I think we could be talking about down the road. And inevitably, you know, one thing that, that's interesting is inevitably you kind of have to talk to talk about younger coaches, mm-hmm. right? Uh, f- for example, yesterday I was talking with I'm writing the Lamar preview for, right. for t- Dave Campbell's Texas football. And so I was on the phone yesterday with Mike Schultz, the great Mike Schultz down there at Lamar. And what he's doing down there at Lamar, by the way, is unbelievable. Sure. This was a program that was disbanded for 20 years. Then it comes back and it is just it's it's Southland cannon fodder is what it was for a long time, and he goes in two years he takes them to their first FCS playoff berth. The problem though, and Mike Schultz even admitted to it yesterday on the phone. He goes, "I'm more of a mature coach. (laughs) You know, he's he's an older guy. He's he's a guy who's bounced around a little bit. He's he's landed there at Lamar and he's doing an unbelievable job. But this Mm -hmm. is probably not a guy who's who I think is is going to make those." make that jump because inevitably coaches if you're talking about these these guys that fit that Chris Beard mold mm-hmm. of kind of jumping onto the scene I think you're talking about younger guys so sure. with all due respect to guys like that there are three guys that immediately come to mind I think the obvious one in my opinion is Eric Morris right at I was going to say yeah uh, what he's doing down there at Incarnate Word is is incredible and again helping to turn around what was a program that was awful mm-hmm. awful he was the afca regional coach of the year last year he was like southland coach of the year last year uh, he was an eddie robinson award finalist this was a a guy who took uh, took over a t- team that was one in ten mm-hmm. in 2017 and to go six and four conference championship uh, a, a playoff appearance and I believe they have the top offense in the conference, yes. like dethroning Sam Houston of that of that title. Yes. Like that's pretty impressive. Too. Absolutely. And so to go there, and and by the way, the Southland Conference is a really good FCS conference. Oh sure. There's a reason why they always get multiple teams in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so for me, Eric Morris is the first guy who kind of jumps out. Uh, you know, obviously he's he's a guy who was was at Texas Tech before then. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a former Texas Tech receiver, and a guy who I think is going to be a name to keep an eye on. Right. That was the first one that sprung to mind. Another one, and I think he's starting 
that climb. I think with his uh, with his recent uh, uh, new job, there is um, is our buddy Colby Carthel. Mm-hmm. This is a guy we've 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 talked up a long time. I think when you know we we love Dana Dimmel out there at UTEP, but I think that when the UTEP job came open, we were like, take the risk. We were all take of us were risk. all on board about wow, like here's a guy who will come to your place mm-hmm. that you can help to build into a a star, mm-hmm. and but Colby Carthel. Is is now at Stephen F. Austin, and is going to do work down there. Really you, excited to see what he can bring there. You can see the recruits that he's already bringing in. This is a guy who has a national championship there at A and M Commerce, and a guy who the stock is only going up for mm-hmm. Colby Carthel. Sure, that's another guy that I think could be that in that Chris Beard mold. And then one more that I want to kind of bring up, and maybe one that I don't think uh, people maybe pay a whole lot of attention to is is Jesse Burleson at Harden Simmons. Ooh. Um, so Har- he is he is now in his eighth season there at Harden Simmons. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who has taken Harden Simmons, Harden Simmons, <laughs> to three straight playoff appearances. Mm-hmm. They go nine and two for the third straight year. Um, this is a, a guy who has produced al- eight All Americans in eleven seasons with the Cowboys. Uh, a guy that I don't think is getting enough love. To you know, as, as far as being that guy, he's he's a Harden Simmons guy. Uh, he he probably because it, of the team he's stuck in the conference with. I think that's sure. part of it. <laughs> sure, you know, because inevitably, you know, when you're stuck with uh, with the Mary Harden Baylors of the world, yeah. you're not going to get the the love. But from at the, when you talk about the Division three level, Pete Fredenberg is obviously in a class by himself, mm-hmm. right? But much like we were talking about with Mike Schultz, Pete Fredenberg probably not going anywhere right you know what yeah. i mean like right. love love him but he, he's, he's an older guy he's probably going to retire there yeah. when, whenever he's done coaching there he's probably just done coaching period mm-hmm. here's a guy in jesse jesse uh, jesse burleson rather that i think could be one of the next big things mm-hmm. there at at, at, uh, at the next level when he gets a shot at a bigger school so those are guys i got one more yeah that Ooh. um I was I was waiting for you to see. I was I was, was kind of hoping you would name him, but hmm. can I interest can I interest you in one Adam Durrell at Abilene? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, he's the excellent from Northwest job Missouri too. State. Mm-hmm. Wins some titles there. Mm-hmm. ACU was like, Let's check it out. Let's see what we got. Mm-hmm. Six and five, two, uh, two and nine his first season. Six and five last year. We'll see what he has going forward. But I believe mid forties yeah. age age range too. Young guys. So young like, enough, yeah. yeah. Well, and I know that I know ACU was super fired up when they when they hired him. Sure. That that was a guy. You know, again. A winner at the lower level, mm-hmm. get that shot there. And so, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, so, Max, you you pinged me yep. and said, let's do high school. We got to we gotta so do high school, too. if yeah. we're talking about guys, now, are you talking about guys who are going to, to, to win at the highest level in <laughs> high school? Or are you talking about guys who could be jumping up and, and grabbing high school jobs? Let's do it this way. Yeah. They are names you're going to hear a lot more often, whether they become fixtures in the high school football world as big prominent winners or they mm-hmm. move on to the next level. I don't want to put that on a coach, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Sure, oh, sure. We don't know if guys want to go to college or not, right? right. There are yeah. guys who definitely want to stay at the high school level, but I think there's a younger group of coaches, especially the last couple of years, mm-hmm. I think we've talked about a bunch of them in this office, who when you look at them, you're like, these guys are either going to turn the programs they're at into consistent powers and become – those names that we talk about every year, mm-hmm. or they're going to keep moving up, and who knows how high they'll go. Yeah, right? yeah. And I think one of the first first two that come to mind are the ones that we saw at State this year in Eric Peavy and Josh Gibson. Right? Sure. No, sure. I think you're exactly right. Jo- uh, yo, I, I've said to anybody who will listen yeah. that Beaumont Westbrook ain't going away as long yeah. as Eric Peavy's there. Right. I think he's a, an unbelievable coach. What he's 
been able to do there, I think, is impressive. Josh Gibson, we've sung his praises yeah. over and over and over. Yeah. Uh, this is a guy who I think is is going to be, you know, is go, is going to be in the mix uh, for a long time. Yeah. Uh, other other folks, this is a guy who's entering his first year as a as a head coach, and so this is kind of. This is a projection pick. I think Joseph Sam's going to wreck shop at Fort Penn, Fort Penn Hightower. Nice. Uh, this, Good one. this is a guy who was an assistant, a, a def, I believe, defensive coordinator at Mansfield Legacy, uh, getting his first head coaching job down there at Fort Penn Hightower. I think this is, that's a name you're going you're going yeah, to know. That's a bold pick. I like that one. Uh, I think uh, Kwame Cavill at uh, at Waco at Waco High is another name you're going to know. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, our buddy John Fish at Bonham. John Fish mm-hmm. is one, yeah, for sure. Uh, um, I I would add in a guy like. Um, I think Julio Lopez at El Paso right. Eastwood. Yeah, interesting one. And, and yeah. I would that's a guy, because of his background, mm-hmm. that's a guy that if you want to peg him as the guy who, because he's still really young, if I yep. remember. I think he's, if I may, you know, I think he's like my age. Uh, <laughs> but he's, he, he's, he's still pretty young. If you yeah. want to put him on that track where he's going to get picked up as a receivers coach somewhere and yeah. then eventually be an offensive coordinator and then get a small coaching college coaching job. And right. by the time, you know, in, if, in 15 years, if you want to tell me that he's an FBS head coach, I'd buy it. Yeah, I really would. That. Another one in that in that mold, I'd definitely throw Marcus Shavers in there. Yes. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Guy, That's guy, a good one. Huge college ties. He's already moved up to a 6A program. And if he just stayed and built McKinney into a monster, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Yes. Yeah. I think I think you're exactly right. Uh, one more one more I'd probably throw out there. Actually, the guy who took over for Marcus Shavers. I should yeah. throw Joe Cluley out there. That's fun. At, at Lubbock Estacado. I think that this is a guy who's who's in that mix and, and a guy that, that is that uh, in that young mold, but obviously had great success in his in his first year there at, at Lubbock Estacado. I think he's a name to keep can, an eye on. Can I throw out one more that I think By is easy to forget because we just kind of accept that he's there and don't think twice about his age? Mm-hmm. Riley Dodge. Oh, yeah. Dan- oh, Daniel Agnew sure. <laughs> in our comments, I'm going to give him credit for shouting it out, but he's right. I think we just assume Riley was going to be fine, which is kind of ridiculous for someone his age at that kind of program. Mm-hmm. All I did was take South Lake four rounds deep. I mean, right. I mean, I know that's the expectation there, and I know well, that's why they hired him and they believe that from him. But at that age, I mean. And that's another guy because you know, he's 30 now. Yeah. And yeah. that's another guy that, again, because of his pedigree and because of what he did as a player – because of his bloodlines. Yeah. Like, you can... Obviously, Graham Harrell had more success at the college level than Riley Dodge right. did. That's not a knock. That's just right. Graham, Graham yeah. Harrell's one of the greatest quarterbacks in college yeah. football history. Right. But there are so many parallels there. Yep. You know? And a guy who is an, who is renowned as an offensive wizard, another guy that I would not be surprised if a college comes calling and say, hey, we want you to come be a position coach or we want you to come be an assistant or we want you to come be a coordinator pretty soon because yeah. he fits that mold of the young coach so yeah. that's kind of something i was thinking about last I night i think uh what about uh frank sandoval yep oh yeah he's we a guy did. who he's yeah. a guy who's like you just talk to a bunch of coaches they and they're him. all yes they all, frank. all I, see a star i will i will yeah. tell you i keep teasing it but yeah. one of the things that we do we're doing in the magazine is this kind of anonymous coaches poll where mm-hmm. we're asking coaches and one of the questions we ask is who's the most underrated coach in the state and i've seen frank sandoval's name pop up a couple times mm-hmm. that that's nice. a guy who i think people don't you know, people people coaches coaches know coaches more than like we do right mm-hmm. and that 
kind of game recognized game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I think a lot of coaches yeah. are looking at him and saying that's a guy who knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, so uh, it's interesting. It's a, it's a conversation that that will will probably go on and on. But but oh, for sure. uh, on on the heels of Texas Tech's historic run to a state or to a national championship game, uh, we wanted to make sure we mentioned uh, some of the football coaches we think could be the next big thing. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. It's our subscription package. You get two magazines, including the 2019 Summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Texas Football. We're working on it right now. We will mail it to you before it hits the store shelves. It will be in your mailbox before it hits shelves. Get it first and get it fast. You, you get that. You also get the 2019 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, profiling more than 400 prospects around the state. That'll come out in December. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, premium podcasts, including the Tep and Step edition that Matt Step and I are recording on Friday. You'll get that. You get recruiting analysis of our friends at Next Level Athlete and huge, huge recruiting stuff coming on the site soon. Plus... Access is something we're going to talk about in a moment. Mm. All that for the low, low price, nineteen ninety five for the first year. Nineteen ninety five for the first year it makes a great gift as well. It's TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Speaking of the Texas Football Insider package, mm-hmm. we've got a very cool thing up on the site. Uh, the we hear all the time. I get calls every year. Especially when the new magazine comes out, because mm. I think it's when it's top of mind for people. Right. Asking about, hey, I'm looking for so-and-so edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. It's really hard. There are very few people who have a complete edition, uh, a collection of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Sure. Uh, from 1960, we're publishing our 60th annual summer edition this June. No pressure. <laughs> but we are... Um, so I hear that all the time, and I'm sure you guys get it all the time. Hey, I was in the 1970-whatever edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Yesterday, I was talking with Mike, Mike Schultz at Lamar, oh. and he was telling me I was in the 1979 edition of, or 1976 edition of Dave Campbell's Texas <laughs> Football with Jersey Village High School, and I've never forgotten it. And it's, you know, it's something that resonates with people. Yeah, sure. The people, you know, the, the, they they love the magazine. They love they love going back and reading what we thought about the the season heading forward. You know, and a lot of guys just like seeing their name yeah. and like you know going back and saying, "Oh boy, I want to see what they wrote about Earl Campbell." Mm-hmm. You know, when he was uh, John Tyler. I want to go see uh, what they wrote about, jeez, uh, uh, um, Billy Sims when he was at Hooks, or, or I want to go see uh, what they wrote about Graham Harrell when he was at Ennis. Mm-hmm. It, 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 there's a lot of value in those back issues in the, in that archive. And so, but the problem is, a lot of those editions, you know, we just don't have a lot. It, it, we've got a, a, a shelf over here in, in, our, in our office, and we have a copy of every edition. We have a complete, uh, a complete uh, set. I say a complete set. I think we have, how many 1960s do we have? Do we have three, two? Not many. Yeah. Anything between about 1960 and about 1974 is really hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Just plain and simple. We we have at least one copy of each, but not many more than one. And as a result, we can't sell them because yeah. we have to maintain our own archive. Yeah. 
and they're just hard to come by. Now you can find them on eBay, you can find them on other sites, but but generally speaking, these things are hard to come by, which is what makes this project, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Archive Project, so exciting. At texasfootball.com slash archive right now, you can go and see the first 20 editions of Dave Campbell's Texas Football uh, in their entirety, 1960 all the way up to 1979. We've got the 60s and 70s up right now. We're working on the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, and the 2010s. We're working on that so far. I believe we're supposed to have the 80s and 90s done by the end of the week. This is all part of a really cool thing uh, that we've teamed, uh, a really cool organization that we've teamed up with called, called the Nonpareil Institute. The Nonpareil Institute uh, trains adults with autism to build digital and published products for the marketplace through courses uh, in, in various technolo technological disciplines. Essentially, adults with autism enroll at the Nonpareil Institute and they learn skills that can help them go get a job and, and be employed and, and, and have a livelihood. And it's a really, really cool organization uh, that, that we've teamed up with. Uh, they are, and, and we are, by the way, this is not some sort of trade, we are paying them mm -hmm. like we are we are you know we're, we're helping to, to to pay that and we are really really excited about this that we they are helping to digitize all of our old magazines step one is just to get all the magazines up on the site as i mentioned we've got 1960 through 1979 up mm -hmm. right now mm -hmm. we're working on the the rest of those editions uh to get those up that's phase one that should be done probably no later uh, i believe by june ish okay that's phase one Phase two is what I'm really excited mm -hmm. about. Because phase two, they are going, the Nonpareil Institute, the crew over there, they are going to make those editions searchable. Okay? So, if you were in the 1974 edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, you can type in your name, and it will pop up the page in that edition that you can see it. It is so stinking cool I am so excited about this. And, and so right now, it's TexasFootball.com. It's for Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. So if you're not an insider, this is a perfect time to do it. And let me incentivize you even further. Oh, all right. If you go to TexasFootball.com slash insider and you sign up right now and you use the promo code AUTISM, it's Autism Awareness Month. April is Autism Awareness Month. If you use the code AUTISM, A-U-T-I-S-M, uh, it's $19.95 for the entire year, as we've mentioned over and over here on this, this show. We will donate $10 to the Nonpareil Institute uh, in your name to help uh, w their outstanding work there and, and the crew over there. Uh, if you subscribe today and use the, uh, use the promo code AUTISM as part, of our, uh, as part of Autism Awareness Month, we will donate $10 in your name to the Nonpareil Institute. Uh, and you get two magazines a year's worth of exclusive online content and access to every edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You can flip through. I'm, I'm literally, right now, I'm flipping through the 1960 edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. It is so cool. It's got all the, it's even got like the old ads. Like there's like, yeah. there's, like <laughs> there's still like cigarette ads in it, yeah, which is really, like so really weird. Neat. There's like, uh, I remember Canadian Club used to yep. be like, they used to advertise in, in, in the magazine all the time. But if you've ever wanted to flip through the 1960 or the 1963 or the 1974 edition of Dave Campbell's 
Campbell's Texas Football. Here is your chance at TexasFootball.com slash archive for Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insiders. Become an insider today, TexasFootball.com slash insider. Use the promo code AUTISM. We will donate $10 to the Non-Parel Institute in your name. It is a really, really cool project that we're having every issue of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine digitized and archived on our site at TexasFootball.com slash archive. It's very, very cool. So check that out. Finally, Max, one more thing to do today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, as, as people may remember, we have teamed up with our friends at All-Star Inflatables mm-hmm. to do the All-Star Inflatables March Madness Contest in which we are uh, we are the Texas High Football Inflatable Tunnel Bracket. Nothing bigger, mm-hmm. nothing bigger and nothing crazier in Texas High School. I think nothing embodies Texas high school football more than those big inflatable <laughs> run-throughs. <laughs> because are they necessary? Yeah. No. No. But are they necessary? Yes. 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 Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and as a result, so we, we went through and we had the bracket. We've gone throughout the, the, course, of, uh, the course of March, but we finally, yep. finally have a winner. Yep. It's all voting. It's all been fan voting. We have the, Don't I've, blame us. Did you guys vote? I didn't vote at all. I think I voted the first round. You voted first round? Did That's you fine. vote at all, Max? I, I was the vote counter, so that okay. would be against the rules. Correct. But we do have a winner. Yep. It is our distinct pleasure to announce yes. that the 2019 All-Star Inflatables Texas High School Football Inflatable Tunnel Bracket Champion is... It's been up on the screen. All the time. <laughs> it's been, it's been Don't up. ruin it because it's a podcast, too. Oh, okay. The Stony Point Tigers. The Stony Point Tigers (laughs) out of Round Rock are the champions Uh, of the 2019 All-Star Inflatables Texas High School Football Inflatable Tunnel Bracket. Congratulations to the Tigers. Uh, It is a big, menacing Stony Point Tiger. It is. They got out the vote. They they, they got out the vote for their big yellow and blue tiger. Congratulations to them. Uh, they they beat out 63 other All-Star Inflatables. Uh, of course, uh, see, our, uh, see our friends at All-Star Inflatables. Uh, follow them on Twitter at All-Star199 uh, and follow them on, or uh, check out their website, all-starinflatables.com. That's all-starinflatables.com. So congratulations to the Stony Point Tigers, our champion of the 2019 Texas High School Football Inflatable bracket contest. Good job. Sponsored by All Star Inflatable. There you go. <clears throat> and now we go to Max Thompson from America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. So many final thoughts. Oh geez. Uh, Miziel has the best point I think about the new archive. He says it's really exciting, but the real problem now is that no one can at Tepper for ridiculous predictions from 25 years ago. Yeah. So yeah. Th- I mean, can't harass you for that. That's not fair. Um. I mean, sure they can. <laughs> and, pl- and please don't bother Dave Campbell. That's not good. Yeah, don't bother Dave. <laughs> well, you Dave. said in 1965, uh, yeah. you said Arkansas was going to win the Southwest Conference. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, yeah. sorry, man. Um, yeah, I, yeah. if anybody's going to get roasted by this, it's poor Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, can't believe you didn't see James Street coming. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, Miziel also asks, how many times do y'all have to revise team info due to coaching changes in the magazine? I imagine it oh. can get annoying. Oh, that's a great question. That is a good question. Um, so we get the, the way we get the, the kind of bulk, the nitty-gritty uh, information for the, for the high school previews is we send a questionnaire to every coach in the state. We have to get them back. That's what I'm doing right now. So I'm bugging the 200 or so coaches who haven't turned it in yet. Um, <laughs> uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm bugging them right now. But inevitably – we there are co- there are changes that happen after because we've we we got questionnaires starting like March one mm-hmm. right even or some in early February 
obviously things change between them then and like when we go to press on May May thirty first. Sure. So we we go through right before the magazine goes to press and we go we basically we put step on it and we say make sure all these coaches are correct yeah. and go through and, and we we make those changes uh, we also th- believe it or not we have a number of of coaches who want to make changes they say hey actually i forgot a kid mm-hmm. or hey this kid has left the program or this kid has transferred please right. remove him we'll get so, those yeah so we get those i have a whole i have a folder in my email box of, of or in my inbox of of all these coaching changes uh, right now i'm sure i've got like 40 right now just like hey can you you know this kid moved or, or this kid's no longer with the program or hey we got this transfer in and he's he's got to be a big player so yeah we we do that that's a lot of what that final week is uh so memorial day i'll probably be spending my t- my day yeah, uh, making those changes that's how that usually goes jackie fritz wants to know do we think umhb will go back to the stag bowl once again this year uh it was a pretty good bet why not i would i would <laughs> say now i do know i'm pretty sure a, so keep, a lot of key players gone yeah a lot of that yeah. defense um is getting yeah, and marquise um, miller running back he's yeah gone. a lot of that defense is going to be but uh th- th- that that is always a program at the division three level that tends to reload as opposed to rebuild so mm-hmm. i would not i would not bet against pete Frenberg and company yeah uh, Jacob John says uh, New Orleans is good, but Savannah is better. And I would just say, Jacob, you're you wrong. You don't sound as much fun as everyone else. I yeah. know, but that's okay because you're one of our best commenters. Uh, and but but to Jacob's credit, at the end he goes, "Look at 80, at 94, Dave don't care," and he's right. No, no. That's, cr- that's true. Dave's Dave Dave's, don't care. Dave's out of F's to Dave. give. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Okay. It's going to do it for us. Love Thank you for spending part of, part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please can beat your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.